Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning in to Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Todd. And I'm Mikey. And with us we have... <laughs> Wait, is someone else here? Hang on. <laughs> Just the giggles. Late recording again. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, this week, Mikey made... Are we going to use this as our intro? Yeah. Yes. I like that for you guys it's late and for me it's 6.30. I yeah, have no yeah, excuse yeah. to be yeah. this unhinged. Also, it's 8.30 our time, which is debatable yeah. on the concept of late. That's fair, but I've been up since one fifteen or something. Todd had an existential <laughs> crisis last night. Yeah. He didn't sleep much. Accurate. Mm-hmm. But did you find meaning in that? No. Okay. That'll be $125. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the worst scam ever. And so was this movie that we did for this episode, a movie called Night, Night and Day. Day. So, Mikey, why did you make us watch this masterpiece? Mm-mm. I hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> Did you prepare a preamble? Continue. This movie is ridiculous. Yes. Over the top. Preach, Mikey. Teach them. Stupid. Yes. Yes. But somehow, I kind of was like, Mikey, yes. This is so dumb, but I kind of into it. Yes, it is fully a bonkers ass movie, but I like... (laughs) If you like lean into that, it's great. Like when she's like on the truth serum and he, and she's like, so you don't funny. Seem very excited to see me. And he like walks like slowly <laughs> through her, like or over to her while people are shooting at them. Like, <laughs> I love that shot so much. In fact, I've seen this movie in theaters and that's the <laughs> only thing I remembered from it. I, I saw this in theaters, and the only thing I remembered was when he drugs her, and every time she wakes up, it's a different action movie stereotype, which <laughs> yes. I maintain is the best joke in this movie. It is a good joke. Dude, him like swaying back and forth. Don't worry. Yeah, I know this looks bad. We're we'll get, get out, out of this here. in a couple minutes. <laughs> it's so fucking great. It's so dumb. It is. And, like, it's so dumb. And then like I was like, wow, they have such good actors. How did they get all these like... Yeah, why is Viola Davis in this? Yes! Paul Dano? <laughs> yeah, Paul, well, young Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano was not the Paul Dano he has become. But man, Correct. he's always been an amazing actor though. Like, Yes. It's just so dumb. It, it's not a good movie. But because it's not, it's kind of is. And, but Paige, I think what makes it a good movie is that I think it knows it's not a good movie. And it's like celebrating the fact that it's not. I, I don't, I think, don't it think it does. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. One of my biggest frustrations with this movie watching it today, because I do think there are some moments in this movie that are intentional or not very funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, despite being 
horrifying when you think about the actual real life implications oh, of what's going on. For like the first four days they're together, he roofies her every night. Like, yeah. Every day. There are some horrible implications in this movie. Horrible implications. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I was struck by today that made me really not love this movie is that 60% of it is car chases. And Damn not right particularly mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm. ones. <laughs> like, just pr- to the point where I just, in my notes, would type car chase and then continue crow <laughs> I was just like, yeah, all right, chase, you say. I think to me, it like defi- it like meets the definition of a Mikey movie. Where like, yes, it is. They threw a lot of stuff at it. They tried really hard, so hard, and it's so dumb. After so many people tried so hard, so hard that it is kind of charming in a weird way. I don't think I'll be rewatching this anytime soon. I think I might. I mean, it I, is I'm so kind of crazy. Ugh. It like circles back. It's so bad, it's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. It, it is bad enough that I I'm I think we're going to enjoy talking about it because it's so bad, and mm-hmm. that will make that fun. Well, I mean, talking to you guys is always a delight for me. So I know Aww. I'll enjoy the conversation either yeah. way. Except for Mikey, that dude sucks. Can I tell <laughs> you something that I found out in Fun Facts that for me would have made this movie instantly? better so tom cruise and cameron diaz were not the original choices for this movie Ooh, who was so cameron diaz uh, originally eva mendez was attached okay now for tom cruise they went through gerard butler adam sandler and my personal favorite chris tucker and chris tucker got fucking cast and it was him really? and eva mendez yes it was him and eva mendez and then Shit. you know production fell through it didn't happen it gets you know re-upped years later with with cameron diaz and tom cruise but when i tell you that i want a chris tucker eva mendez version of this movie so fucking bad it would have to lean more into the comedy right yes it would be so much funnier yes because this movie's not quite funny enough on purpose no this movie's (laughs) funny when you realize that these two grown adults who are obviously batshit insane (laughs) yes have finally (laughs) found each other Well, because she kidnaps him and roofies him at yeah. the end. And I was like, I was like, oh, she's unhinged. Something in that truth serum knocks things loose. But like, she's also, I think she's unhinged. She does not react realistically to anything that happens to her at all. She also loses her Boston accent 15 minutes into the film. Hell As yeah. anyone I- that moves away from Boston <laughs> should. No, I just joking. Oh, I actually like, I like the Boston it. accent. Yeah, Don't, me too. Dude, I like it too. Chris Evans could whisper oh. in my ear all day long with that Boston oh. accent, boy. And that cable knit sweater, oof. Yes, I get it. I take here. I have never liked Cameron Diaz. Me either. I like her in the mask. That's the, the one time yeah, I, I really like her. Like. In the mask. mask is fun. And Charlie's Angels. I have not watched Charlie's Angels in years. It probably doesn't hold up. But as a teenager, my sister and I were fucking obsessed with those movies. I can see it. That checks out. You were their demographic. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But I actually liked her in this one because I felt like I was like, oh, wow, these two like incredibly attractive people who something's wrong with them deeply emotionally inside. <laughs> yeah. Have really found each other in a way that's like really unhealthy, but I'm kind of rooting for it. But also like you're both really something's really wrong with you. Uh, can I ask a-, a question? Yes. Yeah. Do we think that Tom Cruise's actually on the right side of history like his character in this movie 
or that he is a fucking unhinged rogue agent and Viola Davis is just trying to rein him in so he doesn't kill people, but we're seeing things from his point of view, so he's an unreliable narrator. Okay, so rewatching it this time, I will say that that man murders so many people. So many he people. He forces her to murder so many yes. people, no, And with no emotion to it. Some are like the assassins and some are like sure. the arms dealer, but a lot of them are like, the government like fbi agents who were just like yeah. doing their yeah. fucking job also, yeah he kicks that waiter in the chest that dude had it coming he was standing there <laughs> to me they you know they have a lot of emotional highs and lows you know mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. part of that is murdering people who probably have a family yeah who who are just following orders to try and contain a known threat yeah yeah they're following orders i i, I mean i get it's not a great thing but like wouldn't you sacrifice two to 300 people for a couple to fall in love? <laughs> no. Uh, but also, if you're Viola Davis, like just put yourself in Viola Davis' shoes for like 10 seconds. You're like, cool. He identified that the other guy was evil, but he also killed half of Austria. We have to put him down. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't let him just back out into the world. Well, and I think that's why she has to kidnap him at the end because I, yeah, it's I, heavily yeah. implied that when the FBI says, we're going to protect you, they're going to kill you. And and that's what Viola Davis was saying before she left. Yeah, they're definitely going to kill him. I honestly wish we had gotten a night and day two colon midnight like <laughs> sequel to this movie where they are now like a dynamic duo. She's like a driver slash mechanic, like Fast and the Furious style. And he's like secret agent style. Like that would have been awesome. And honestly, I just really wanted two-ish more hours of <laughs> us being able to pretend that Tom Cruise was taller than Cameron Diaz. Right. That was my favorite part of this movie was like, how did Isn't the cinematographer so force this perspective <laughs> to make it look like Tom Cruise is a little taller than Cameron Diaz. A little taller than Cameron Diaz, who's a very tall woman. She's 5'9". I looked it up, and he lies and says he's 5'7". I like a taller woman. Yeah, if yeah. If you're a taller woman out there, I want to climb that Amazon. You know <laughs> Do it. I've dated women taller than me. Honestly, it's usually women who have to hang up with it, and that's fine. You're attracted to what you're attracted to. Yeah, I've, I'm only like, I'm 5'9", so like a lot of girls I've dated have been taller than me. I believe you've added on a couple of inches to your height at this point. Can we talk about, Paige, I mean... He declared himself Short King at like 5'6", I believe, a few weeks ago. No, I've been calling him Short King, which is 5'8". I thought Short King was technically 5'7". Hang on. Yeah, I, I think Short King is really short. 5'9 is very average. Either way, regardless of the Short Kings, I really did want more from Cameron Diaz being like a mechanic or like that being her skill, like being yes. able to like put things together or drive really well or whatever and she does not like she's just kind of there she does drive a little bit at the end of the movie but it's not like impressive driving she's just like driving no she's unconscious for half this movie <laughs> that's because <laughs> the only time she fights is in the kitchen which is the woman's place you know fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oh I can see this how this is gonna fucking uh, go today oh I wrote All that right. joke you want earlier. some you fucking want some <laughs> Guys, I am literally having to hold them both back. They're like go like fighting each other right now. Through the screen. Theater of the mind, Mikey. Oof, that was me dodging a punt. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here and eat my churros. That's what we did while we were waiting for you to get home, Mikey. Paige and I called our churro chats. 
Churro Chats. Chats. We're starting a new podcast called Churro Chats. It's because they're spicy. Welcome back to Churro Chats. I'm not joining that podcast. I'm going to be late for it. The spicy talk is where it's at. (laughs) Mikey, you're not invited because you're always late to recordings. Actually, you're never late. Like, it's so (laughs) rare. Yeah. I don't think this has ever happened. (laughs) I think it's because I really may have misread the time when I was like, I'll be on like 7.15. I didn't know that was like five minutes from when I said it. And then I looked down at my phone like, oh, shit. I know. We were, we were like, oh, shit. I better, I better get ready and then hop on this yeah, call. Yeah, like, I set up my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I really fucked it up. And it's my my fault. It was uh, time is a flat circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not getting out of this, Woody Harrelson. Should we just get into the movie so we can talk about it scene by scene? Yes. Yeah. Was his last name Knight? No. Yes. Technically, what? it's not. Okay, Paige. I'm prepared for this. His birth name was Matthew Knight. That's true. That's true. Quote died. He didn't. It's really Roy Miller. Yes. Who is the FBI agent who is like, it is the same guy, but like his parents last name is Knight. They established that in the movie. Right. Right. And they're the luckiest people on earth. (laughs) (laughs) And that dad forgets everything he does online. Apparently. Yep. Is her last name day? No, I don't fucking know. I don't even no. think this movie knows. <laughs> her name is June. It's June Havens is her name. June Havens sounds like a Craigslist. Um, escort. I wasn't going to say. Or anything. the name that you give when you want to sell your panties on Craigslist to $50 for two strangers for $50. Why do you That's have a, a price point picked out? That example. seems page. Yeah. I have never sold my underwear. <laughs> that also sounds like a weird admission. <laughs> Why would you just, okay, no one's accusing you of anything, Paige. I've never sold my underwear. <laughs> Overwear's a different story. <laughs> Overwear's a different story. Uh, I have no problem with it either, because if you're done wearing it, who gives a shit, yeah. right? That's a lot. My yeah. boxers are like $7. Yeah. But I'll sell them to you, listeners. Mikey, you want to be careful because people will ask to purchase your underwear. Okay. Guys, for $7, <laughs> you can buy my worn boxes. At least cover shipping, Mikey. How much is shipping? It's like not $7. $8. $8. You need to charge at least 15 bucks to recoup your investment. I said 70 I said $70. Oh, 70 I heard 7 And I you was like, like bruh, you... let me be your agent. <laughs> no, no. $70. And I'll keep the streaks in them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Mikey. I am so glad we captured that with microphones. <laughs> gotta charge extra for the streaks, man. Yeah. Three streak Mikey, man. You gotta watch out. <laughs> take a little piece of me home with you. Take it. I take another little streak in my pants now, baby. <laughs> Just take it. Take another little underwear home, my darling. Todd, tell me you don't love late recording. God damn it, Mikey, I do. See? <laughs> It's a different energy. It is. Once you give up on doing other things, you can really live. You know what I'm saying? That's therapy. That's therapy, dog. What? Yeah. I just need some new boxers because I just sold all my boxers. So. <laughs> you can pay me in boxes. 
This episode brought to you by Tommy Jones. By me undies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, me undies or whoever. Yeah, Mikey undies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, use code streaks to get. The- <laughs> I'm excited for this because I think we can like yada 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 all the action sequences. This is another one where my notes are very very short. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. um, and we will yada yada every car chase. And guys, this movie is just the 365 series, but instead of fucking, it's action sequences. It's car yeah. chase. Okay. Yeah, but there's no one as hot as Massimo in it or Nacho. No, I honestly got a little disappointed because I'm used to Mission Impossible stunts. And this See, was I like, I love no- Mission Impossible. Yeah, this was nowhere near that level. No, of stunts. no. I mean, I did enjoy some of the stunts in this movie because like when the plane is bombing Tom Cruise's island, which obviously the drone that looks like a video game. Yes, I was it like, looks so yeah. terrible. It made every time it like swooped in, I like I was laughed. like, oh no, the Cylons are attacking Tom Cruise's <laughs> island. It did look like Battlestar oh, Scratch Galactica. Can we just talk about Mission Impossible 6 instead of this? I, I, I want to do a rewatch. I, I just don't know. I love one and then four and five are all right, but six, six is where it's at with him like cocking that fist in that bathroom. Uh, That mustache. Yes. Okay. Just like a mustache. You can ride Mikey. Come on. Would love to get on your stash and ride. (laughs) (laughs) I love to ride my stashicle. It's going to be another musical episode. I can feel it already, guys. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, should we just start this movie? Shit, yes. Please. I asked that like 10 minutes ago. Start it up. I got to dirty these underwear, make some money. Oh, no, Mikey. Why did you grind (laughs) your ass into the show? Are you a dog expressing your (laughs) anal glands? (laughs) And for the low, low price of $79.99, you can have those. Anal gland excretions. This is disgusting. I hate that you made this a, and I love that I get to say this, runner in this episode. (laughs) You can't buy any of my underwear because I just replaced all my underwear and I have really nice new underwear and I like it. Okay, bragger. I should update my sets. I get it. All right. Do you even have underwear all the, under those layers? Sell the old ones to buy the new ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mikey, yeah, that's a good racket. Except Todd's underwear is just like long johns. <laughs> <laughs> I call them long toddies. <laughs> long to uh. hot toddies. <laughs> no, I'm literally wearing like five inch running shorts and I do have boxes underneath that. You have a hoodie on. It's literally 97 <laughs> degrees outside. The hottest year that's ever been recorded in human history. You're layered up. I do have to give it to the earth because every year it gets older, but that bitch stay hot. Yep. We're all going to die. Well, (laughs) it's not natural. It's man-made. You're welcome, earth. (laughs) Glad we can still turn you on. Yeah. Get you hot. God, for a a lady that is as old as earth is to be this hot. Mm. Hey, earth, you want some boxers? (laughs) I've been in. I've been inside it, you know, the earth. Yeah, I've been spelunking. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. God, we got to start this. We, it's just going to be weird for the whole time. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird. The weirder we get, the more advertising we sell. It's, I mean, that Honestly, seems to be the been thing. The case. Fuck me. <laughs> I hate that I can't tell if that's correlation or causation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, listeners, Mikey from the Romance of the Pod here. Do you like dirtied up underwear? <laughs> God knows I do. You can buy ours now. <laughs> oh, with code <laughs> Romancing the Pod Dirty Underwear 12. Use code SHITBRITCHES. <laughs> yeah. I hate you both. I would rather talk about erotic Borg Queen fan fiction than this. <laughs> well, I have the Word document for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Tom Cruise is in some airport somewhere. Uh, I think it's Kansas City, honestly. Kansas. Yeah. It can't be. Well, I guess the new airport's nice. I was going to throw some shade on the Kansas City airport. Yeah, the new but, airport is great. But the first time we, we went to Panic Fest, that first airport. Oof. I've flown into that airport a number of times and fuck that airport. I'm well, so it's no longer there, right? They got the new yeah. one. but It got yeeted into the sun. But the <laughs> dude to be there on that day was truly special. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I had to sell like 15 panties to make it. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Anyway, they were flying from Kansas. Yeah. Uh, to Boston. And he's kind of walking around playing video games. Well, his flight's delayed, right? His flight's delayed, I don't yeah. think his flight is delayed. I think he got there 12 hours early to scope out the person who was, he was going to mule the battery through security with. Yes. I think it was delayed to replace everyone with agents, and he- I think that too. And so he like made a plan. Like He knew what was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm with Mikey. Yeah. Well, that makes sense too, because she was initially on that flight, and she got delayed because she's not an agent or Tom Cruise, right? Right. So that, right. that has to be what it is then, Mikey. You're right. Yep. So he sees Cameron Diaz struggling with a ridiculous suitcase that makes metal clanging noises as it rolls, which when we find out what's in it, I'm like, bitch, check that. Put it in a box and mail it. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Paige, they're valuables, you know, like a muffler or whatever. And I, listen, I get that they're a like- carburetor. It's a carburetor. I get that they're like unique-ish car parts, but like you could probably box that up and ship it home yes. and then just fly home. Or box it and check it. Same. Like you can yeah, check sure. a box, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she doesn't. But if you want underwears that's had my parts in them, oh, just send me a Mikey. check for $79.99. <laughs> Check it for seventy nine. <laughs> God, check, dude. Take Venmo, PayPal. Make no, it easy I will. on yourself. If you want my dirty wares, I'll. I can't. I don't know. There's a lot of those that rhymes with that. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by choice. If you want my dirty wares, then listen to what I say over these sexy airwaves. <laughs> Shoot me a DM and say what's good about my BM. Oh, rear end. Sorry. <laughs> rear end. Anyway, so he's dicking around the airport. He sees her and he's like, perfect. She's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so he bumps into her and we will find out later, but he mules this little battery thing into her bag. She goes through security. She gets pulled aside. They check through all of her metal stuff and there's no way they find the battery, not with all the other metal stuff in there. Yeah. They get to the gate and he bumps into her again, steals it back. I mean, and the battery does look sort of like, it's a little bit like wider than like maybe a C size battery. Right. But it's like that, it's sort of like battery size. It's battery size. I definitely understand like if you weren't looking for that, you'd be like, oh, that's just like a weird battery, whatever. Yeah. It kind of looks like a little motor. Yeah. It does. But like if you're like a TSA agent, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's the, you know, a perpetual motion machine. Yeah. (laughs) The thing that keeps Iron Man alive. Yeah. It's not an arc charger or whatever that shit is. Yeah. 
It's a reactor. Arc reactor, sorry, yeah. But it is a perpetual perpetual energy machine. Yes. Although I so, do love that this one isn't. Yeah, because it explodes. Because <laughs> it breaks down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Tom Cruise gets on the plane, and they stop Cameron Diaz, and they're like, yeah, no, you can't get on this plane. And Cameron Diaz is like, but they told me I could get on this plane. And like, and this is also where she sets up that like she's trying to get back to her sister's wedding. Her younger sister's getting married. Right. So like... She's trying to get back to do all of that. Uh, she does sort of fib and say that the wedding's tomorrow, but it's really just a dress fitting, we come to find out. Right. Uh, and Tom Cruise is like, eh, hey, no worries. It's probably better that you're not on this plane. Bye. Yeah. But what he doesn't realize is that Viola Davis and Peter Sarsgaard, no relation to the Sarsgaards, are watching everything in the airport. And they're like, we think he handed it off to her, put her on the plane. Now, we will find out that he didn't hand it off to her. There was no reason for her to be on that plane. True. Yeah. I mean, but he did put it in her bag. And then when, because they run into each other again after security mm-hmm. and he does take it out of her bag. So like he does take her out of danger. Like if she had not been on this flight with him, none of this would have happened, you know? Right. But right. this is a good meat cute. It is a great meet cute. Like, sure. There's at no point on their first date, which I'm going to call the plane ride their first date, uh-huh. that she should not be yelling worst first date ever. Oh, yeah. But here, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm trying to get at, right? So, like, the FBI's or CIA, whoever it ends up being, because they lie about who they are, uh, are watching this. So they watch him take it back and they still put her on the plane. Yes. Because they're the ones that approve her ticket to put her on the plane. Yeah. Why? It's a huge plot hole. Uh, well, they think she's involved or whatever. I think they think that she still has it at that point, which I, I don't know why, because they do have the footage of him taking it back out. And they show it to her later and tell her that he took it back out. Yeah. They have a side conversation where they're like, we don't think she's anybody, but she may be somebody. We're, we might be getting played or whatever. Like, they think she's an agent of some kind. I guess, but they literally watch him meet her in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> like, they watch it happen. They think it's fake. Like, acting. Whatever. They they put her on the plane. There's multiple points in this movie where she should no longer be a factor <laughs> at all. And the only reason she's still around is because the movie needs her to be. Yeah, like when Tom Tom Cruise quote dies and then she goes and gets herself kidnapped to like be saved by him at the end of this movie like it's insane Paige that's one of the worst ones uh the other one is at a certain point after the plane they've identified like when they pick her up and talk to her they've identified that she's nobody like she doesn't know him she doesn't have any connection or whatever and then he insists that she has to come with him, I guess, to keep her alive. But at that point, they're not really going after her at all because she doesn't know anything. So he literally re-involves her for no reason. And then again, she like connects with them and it's like, oh, she doesn't know anything. They're not going to kill her either. But then he comes back and gets her again. It's like, why do you keep involving yeah. her? I think Tom Cruise is trying to smash, Paige. Yeah. But here's the thing. I actually don't think he is. I think he kisses her later to keep her quiet. And then she kidnaps him. No, I think she's into her. I think he's into her. I think there's no indication that he is actually into her. I think he's a secret agent trying to get shit done. I fully agree with you. I will say that on the train, he is very obsessed with her because he's into her on the train. And he's not paying attention to his mission because he's like, oh, I bet she got breakfast. I'm really excited to eat breakfast with her. That kind of stuff. I think that that scene, he was trying to figure out where she was. So he was like sitting in the space where she was. And she was like, if I had just woke up, I would want breakfast. She's probably getting breakfast. But also 
he doesn't need to care if it was just about his his mission was in the seat. He had the battery and the you're exactly. Right. That's yeah, what no, I'm you're saying. You're right. He yeah. doesn't need to care. Like that was the point where I was like, no, he's into her. Paige, Todd's right. The only reason he cares is because he wants to smash. But there's no other indication that he's into her, and by keeping her there, he risks her dying at any second. So like, if he's truly into her, leave her behind. Paige, these are not sane people. <laughs> I know. And also, if you're a secret agent on the go, sometimes you got to bring your smash bro on the mission with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're a secret agent on the go, she's going to get you fucking killed. So the second she's not in danger, leave her behind. Paige, have you ever, have you ever heard of the phrase, risk it for the biscuit? <laughs> not worth it. There's no biscuit worth it. Men have been needlessly dying to try to impress women for millions of years. Yeah. It's like the oldest profession. That's why we should be in charge. Just saying. Don't disagree at all. Yeah, 100%. We are dumb. If it's like, hey, you want to see me ski jump off this cliff? No. I'm, I'm going to do, do it, it anyway. anyway. Yes. <laughs> and then, it, then he dies and his mom's like, he was always into you and you have to pretend that you were kind of into him, but he's dead because the implication, you know. Yeah. Wait, have you lied to some poor mother about like the daughter that was into you? Like, yeah, like what happened in your life? That no, made... women don't do that for me. Men do oh, that for women. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All, all I'm saying is, Mikey has a head cannon for every movie. Here's my head cannon. He was never into her. He kissed her to shut her up, and then she kidnapped him in the end, and now he's trapped. I like it. That's what happens in this movie, Paige. That's what's on the screen. Or what happens is he ditches her on the way to Cape Horn because she broke him out. He actually did need to be saved. So like, cool, he sure. got saved, but now I'm out. Bye. Or maybe it's just like a marriage of convenience where he's like, that's Cameron Diaz. Okay, I'll smash. I mean, case in point, at one point, she's like, I really feel like having sex right now. And he's like, you're clearly on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's I his response. I also say that to a woman if they immediately tell me I feel like having sex right now. I usually assume they're talking about with somebody else unless they say with you. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, really? Like, cool. I'm happy for that dude, I guess. Yeah. They say, <laughs> they say, I feel like having sex right now. And I'm like, I could go for nachos. Yeah. Anyway. Paige could go for nachos, too. Nacho. I can always go for nachos. Nacho from 365. Oh, yeah, but also chips and cheese. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, nachos are good. Nachos are good. Anyway, they put her on the plane. The plane ride is happening. They're kind of chit-chatting, and there's turbulence. And she, you know, starts drinking because she thinks it's like a normal plane, which, like, homegirl, if they told you that the flight was full and then you walked on a plane and it was fucking empty... Fucking run. There's what are you? That's a death plane. That's Malaysian flight, whatever. It's going down. <laughs> 370, the one that Blaine found? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one <laughs> our friend Blaine found. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> <laughs> when she gets on, including pilots, there's only like eight people on this plane. Her, Tom Cruise, yeah. and like six other people, right? So like right. fully don't get on that plane. Yeah. I'd get on that plane. I'd be like, wow. I'm going to fall asleep in between row. all these seats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was one of my flights to Austin. And they were like, spread out, you know, have your own row. I was like, hell yeah. And then a guy sat next to me. He was like, did I tell you about the car dealership I owned? And I was like, motherfucker. Owned? <laughs> What'd you do to lose it? <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately what I would have said. No, I just gave them a really mean Yelp review and I owned them. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Anyway, Tom Cruise is looking around and he's like, all these other people are secret agents. Yeah. 
Every one of them. I do think this is the possible FBI, possible CIA. I do think it's probably the FBI, but we don't ever really get confirmation either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be the CIA pulling a Kennedy, you know. <laughs> it's definitely like, a government <laughs> agency, though, I guess, is, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like they killed Martin Luther King Jr. Like, you know what? Yeah. They, they'd be killing people all the time. Anyway, so she's oblivious. And as the turbulence is going, she spills tequila on herself. So she goes to the restroom. I didn't realize Powers Booth was in the CIA. <laughs> oh, shit. Because he killed Kennedy. Y'all know that, right? I remember what we're talking about. Oh, that's a, that's a different podcast. I was going to say, I was like, that's the other that's podcast, That's horror dude. version. Damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the turbulence happens. It knocks the bags out of the compartments. Oh, and the way he like snatches it out of the air is great. It's wonderful. Yeah, his Peter Parker ass just like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, it makes it seem like he has the re- reactions of like a superhero. Yes. Yeah. Well, he is a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it knocks the, her tequila on her. She goes to the bathroom. And while she's in the bathroom, it's an all-out war on the plane. Yeah. He murders every single person on the plane, shoots one of the captains who then, on accident as he falls back, shoots the co-pilot. Absolutely not. It was it an accident, Paige. If you watch it, he points his gun at the, yeah. at the stupid <laughs> other co-pilot and shoots him. I, I swear to God, that guy was like, if I'm going out, Reggie's going with me. We're all like, going out. Yeah. Yeah. No survivors. Or just a backstory of them arguing before like the plane takes off. <laughs> oh, you mean pilots Gilbert and Sullivan? Yeah. I do want their movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I would do is murder you. <laughs> There's an all-out war outside. Somebody bumps into the bathroom door, and she just goes, Occupado! I love that, because he's, like, beating someone up against the door. I think it was yeah. the guy who threw the knife, and, like, he, like, blocked it, with, it with the, the pillow. Cushion. Yeah. yeah, and it was, like, right at his crotch, and he was like, not cool, man. Not cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> Occupado. And then she's in the bathroom, like, I don't know. What if he likes me? Like, I should just take the chance. Like, she's like psyching herself in the mirror. And it's one of the yeah. craziest monologues I've ever heard. She's living her rom com fantasy and he's living his Rambo fantasy. Like, it's yeah. everyone's getting what they need. Yeah. It's great. She's in Miss Impossible 6. He's in Mission Impossible 6, like outside. <laughs> I can picture the poster for Miss Impossible 6, and it is... <laughs> she can't find a man. <laughs> she's, like, holding shoes, like... Mm. Exactly, yeah. You're impossible. Yeah. Think about the trailer, just like, dun-dun, one, two, princess kneel before you, and she's just like, why can't I find any good guys in New York? And it's just like, Miss impossible she was a successful woman in the city she wanted it all i'm like 90 percent sure that this has definitely been a pitch somewhere before. i'm pretty sure we are just <laughs> pitching a different name for sex in the city <laughs> starring katherine heigl uh who understands me as me will she ever find true acceptance but it works for north korea <laughs> this is why every like brainstorming session needs a Mikey because now our movie has some weird ass North Korean plot and I'm here for it. Somebody get Tom He's Cruise a on the phone. He's a North Korean spy. I want to be with him, but it's 
impossible miss impossible <laughs> coming to theaters this valentine's day he works for north korea <laughs> i feel like i need to up the north korea jokes around this place they'll never know <laughs> i know it's like the last place i can just like shit on because kim jong-un or whatever is a Coward. <laughs> I met this great guy named Kim. He plays <laughs> basketball. He loves cheese. And he's got this high powered job. And I just wonder if he's going to have time for us like that. Obsessed with <laughs> missiles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was dating a woman named Miss Ells back in North Korea. <laughs> My bad. Okay. So, like, this is the miscommunication. Like, uh. Miss Impossible thinks he was cheating on her, but no. He was just trying to murder Americans. It's almost like our lives are parallel. 54th parallel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a girl standing in front of a dictator asking him to not blow up my hometown. (laughs) Coming summer of 2026. Miss Impossible. To you Irish listeners out there, I dare say that North Koreans can probably take these jokes better than you guys can take your Irish <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Did Irish people come after you? I thought they the were cool. The Irish were it. fine. The Irish and the Scots are fine. It was the Australians oh, yeah, that came the, after you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it was? It was when I was talking about how they like are lazy and rely on their accents to pick up American women. I think that hit too close to home. Oh, you mean you telling oh, oh, the truth, the Mikey? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to call this an American problem where we're just like, he said vowels slightly different. Drop the panties like Miss Possible. (laughs) 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 My baby's gonna have dual citizenship. (laughs) 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 Oh, all hail our glorious relationship. (laughs) 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 What a weird greeting card. Honorable 36 inch penis. <laughs> He's Kim Jong Hung. <laughs> and he's heir to the North Korean Christmas farm fortune. <laughs> he's got a big job in the city, and by city, I mean Pyongyang. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. we gotta go back circle around i say stuff wrong all the time and women don't want to sleep with me are you saying that because wait you said if i see my vowels differently like you know i've got a draw you know (laughs) oh oh yeah so southern accents aren't sexy no they can be but you gotta go bill compton with it like shook it I'll be like, hello, listeners, welcome. <laughs> now I go to Foghorn yeah. Leghorn yeah, every time. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I do declare that I want to remove your panties <laughs> and sell them on the black market. <laughs> okay, um, I need to pee so I don't pee my pants. You see, I'm from <laughs> the deep South Korea. <laughs> Gotta be pee 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 right now. Go. We just made Paige laugh so hard she had to go pee.
<laughs> Three beer, Mikey. He makes his redemption arc complete. <laughs> oh, I almost threw up. I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like she's a girl in the big city, and he works for North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they don't let me into improv shows anymore. No, that is why they should. Like Mikey, you were just a full agent of chaos. <laughs> but like okay so like the reason michael scott is that <laughs> improv is because his go-to was he like ends every scene with violence yeah his go-to was like he has a gun he has a gun he has a gun right yours is random and could be anything ever in the world so it still works he has a gun he has an octopus he has a high-ranking position in, in the, the most North honorable government. government of north korea <laughs> he may or may not have killed one of his kin with a anti-air gun but it's air <laughs> like air to the throne yeah h-e-i-r <laughs> this is my air gun uh familicide the jokes keep on giving <laughs> oh, so far off the rails like immediately <laughs> yeah we went from talking about this movie to a romantic comedy between i'm assuming 90s carrie bradshaw and no 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 Catherine heigl <laughs> yes. Yeah, Catherine Heigl and Kim Jong-un He would also have to be wearing stilts Like Tom Cruise in this movie Because there's no way he's taller than Catherine <laughs> no, Heigl But that is true But I I believe that instead he would just make Catherine Heigl walk around And be like, no, I'm just five foot four <laughs> Like just she's a lower still height taller than, yeah, 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 yeah And then everyone would just be like, no, of course Five foot four actress Catherine Heigl We're only eating Kim Chi, but what about Kim Me? <laughs> <laughs> Late night recordings, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> anyway, they're on this plane and start crashing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because the pilots have been shot. Yeah, so Cameron Diaz comes out, and Tom Cruise is just sitting there, not in the seat, but like on the side of the seat, with two drinks. And everyone looks like they're back in their seats because they're dead, right. but he put them, he staged their bodies. Which I think is the best part of this, is that Me he's like, too. I'm going to stage these bodies while she's in the bathroom. Well, and I also think it's hilarious that he tries to tell her, like, the truth, and she doesn't believe him because it's insane, right? And then right. as the plane starts to shift, because full on nobody's flying it the bodies start falling out of the seats like it's clear that the people aren't awake they're dead mm -hmm. uh, and then she starts to freak out and then you know he's like hey just sit here I'm gonna go fly the plane real quick yeah yeah. She's like, okay. And she thinks he's joking until he goes into the cockpit. Oh, that's true. I guess she doesn't realize he's not joking until he's already in the cockpit. You're right. Mm -hmm. And then she goes up there and he is like hyper concerned with making sure she's buckled in. Like, please, like, make sure the plane doesn't crash. Focus on that part, Tom. Right. She can figure out her seatbelt. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> As they're talking, the door to the cockpit keeps opening up and he's just like, and she's like, are we landing? And he's like, no. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, not yet. Uh, we lost the pilots. And she's like, where are they? And he's like, they're dead. Uh, shot. And she's like, by who? And he's like, well, me, sort of. <laughs> he's like, I shot one of them. And then there must have been something going on between those two dudes because he turned around and shot the other one. I don't know. Yeah. I could never live without you. Boom. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> How am I supposed to fly without you? <laughs> and then he dropped yeah. a diamond out of the plane. <laughs> the heart of the sky. <laughs> the heart of the sky. 
just like nail someone in the face. <laughs> Actually, they're sending expeditions to go try and find it, mm-hmm. but they're doing it in um, like Hindenburg type zeppelins. <laughs> it's oh. called Skygate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not doing well today. You're not? <laughs> On the contrary, sir. <laughs> Much like the way Kim Jong Il scores in basketball, you are the best. <laughs> anyway, he lands the plane in a cornfield. Lands is generous. I mean, they lands is generous. He sort of tries to land it on like a back street, like a back country right. road or whatever, and then does drive off into a corn patch where the yeah. plane sort of almost like breaks apart a little bit, but they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. And then as they're getting out. Getting dressed, you know, like kind of getting their bearings. He drugs her. Yes. Uh, but before he does, he's just like, hey, people are going to ask you about me. You don't know me. Don't get into any vehicles. Don't trust the government or the FBI. It's like, calm down, libertarian. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to take you to a place called Anarchapulco. Just trust me. It's going to be awesome. He's like, we're being chased by the deep state. <laughs> I built us a compound. We're ha- we have lots of guns. We're technically a sovereign citizen. Oh my so God. they can't come into our country. Did you know taxes are relieved? Because we're moving to the demilitarized zone. (laughs) Sometimes I worry if listeners struggle with where the plot stops and our fantasy world begins. (laughs) Who cares with this movie? (laughs) I mean, this whole movie is a fantasy world. If we were talking about like the fucking English patient, maybe I would worry. But this is night and day. That movie made me cry so bad. Well, wait till next week because it's my pick. <laughs> and we're doing the English patient. Actually, Andrea uh, texted me to tell you that you have to do Clueless to make up for the time you did Emma. <laughs> I uh, we've talked Ooh. about Clueless is going to be one of the milestone ones. Clueless, yeah, 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 Princess Bride. What are you talking about? We are in one of the milestone ones right <laughs> now. <laughs> yes, our very special episode number one fifty five. Night and day. Anyway, he tells her all this stuff and then she passes out. She wakes up in her own house and he's left notes around her house. How she is not terrified, I do not know. Like, that's a horror movie. It is. She doesn't know this guy. Sure, he's hot or whatever. Like, yeah. Okay, so he's Tom Cruise. That don't impress me me much. (laughs) So yeah, wearing lips, but you still can't touch. Man, if I hold a basketball over my head, there's no way you could get it even. Uh, Yeah, there's just no way he could get it. He's so short is my point. He's very short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Shania Twain. So you gave me drugs and then you had a crush. Uh, Anyway, so... She wakes up uh, in a horror show. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh uh-uh. But I do love that he, like, set up a reminder of, like, hey... Yeah. Remember all that shit I pre-gaslit you on? Here's reinforcement <laughs> of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's a knock at her door, and it's her, who we will find out is her ex-boyfriend, who's a firefighter. Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> I love Rodney. Mikey, yeah, I knew you would. And listen, Rodney is just a good guy. Like, oh, he's yeah. kind of a dick, but like in like a nice guy way. I, I He's got a very nuanced dick approach, and I like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what a nuanced dick approach is. I know you wouldn't know. I feel sorry for your partner. It's where you just slowly <laughs> let it peek out of the front of your underwear. Just yeah. a little bit at a time. You're not going to be able to be nuanced with that many layers, but... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> Au contraire, I think it allows me more nuanced options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's all about the teasing, not yeah. about uh, pleasing. Do you want to yeah. watch a girl strip or escape from a straitjacket? Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they call me Hung Dini. <laughs> I definitely, definitely want to watch someone escape from a straitjacket. Like stripping is cool, but you can see naked people online any day. I want to see a girl dislocate her shoulder while stripping. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She falls off the pole, hits her back too hard. Best it happens. burlesque act ever. <laughs> Guys, I know after we record, I'm going to have some amazing Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching YouTube videos of people getting out of straight jackets. <laughs> no, he's going to be doing a lot of research on North Korea for our spec script <laughs> on Miss Impossible. In Korea, it's just translated as loud blonde woman. (laughs) Anyway, back to this movie. She goes to the dress fitting. These are terrible bridesmaids dresses. I like hers. Well, hers is incomplete. It doesn't have the jacket that goes over it. They come with like a bolero when we see them in the end. And I'm like, oh, "Oh God, this is hideous. I love that song, though. A bolero, a bolero. That's <laughs> not it at all. <laughs> no, I know, Paige. I know. That's the joke. So she goes to her fitting and a guy comes in and is like, hey, who's got the car? You're about to be ticketed. And she's like, ah, shit. And she comes out and is immediately surrounded by agents who put her in a car and are like, we're going to keep you safe. Yeah. And one of the things Tom Cruise said to her was like, if they say they're going to keep you safe, they're going to kill you. Now, here's what I'll say. We don't know for sure if that's actually true. We don't. That's just what Tom Cruise tells that's people. That's why I was saying and he was he, pre-gaslighting her. Yeah. 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 And he could be just a truly a rogue agent and a crazy person. Even at the end of this movie, like just because yes. the clear Skarsgård brother, because they all look alike in this movie. It's a Sarsgard, <laughs> not a Skarsgård. Uh, it's also funny that this guy looks like one of them because they're hot and he's yes. like a normal looking But dude. this one's Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband. Yes. And also a fully amazing actor. Like he's great. Yes. But, I love Peter Sarsgard. Yeah. He's an amazing actor too. But just because he is a rogue agent, like he gets discovered and killed in this movie, does not mean that Tom also is not a rogue agent. Right. Yeah. But I will say, the more I tell someone I'm going to call you after a date, the less likely you are to do it. Mm, Yeah, I'm definitely going to call you. For me, I realized it was a tone of voice. Like the higher pitched, I said, yeah, I'll call you. Like that was not going to get a call. But if I was like, yeah, man, I'll give you a call. That was going to get a call. When I really like someone and I'm like, I'll call you. I'm going to give you a call later. I don't I didn't do like weird shit, but like like the higher pitch, I was probably not going to call you. What did you tell the other four guys on the date? I was like, "You guys want to go rock climbing later?" <laughs> Somebody find Jim and oil him up. <laughs> that is a callback to a super in joke. What? What? I was like, that's like two or three episodes. <laughs> no, that's a horror version one. Yeah. For wrong turn. That's anyway. wrong turn. Okay. Yeah. So she's in the car with them. They're taking her to a, an air quote safe location, and suddenly everyone in the car is shot. Like they are ambushed. And there is a huge car chase. Everyone in her car ends up dead. And she ends up having to drive from the backseat. Yes. It was Tom Cruise killing people in her car, right? Yes. So, like, clearly he's not super concerned about her safety to this point. Yeah. Because, like, if you shoot the driver, what's going to happen if they're drive- if the car's in motion? It's definitely going to crash, right? You definitely don't have to tip your Uber driver. 
it was because he was shooting from I think behind them and somebody ducked and it hit the driver. Ah, so okay. like it wasn't intentional. Anyway, as she's driving from the back seat, uh, Roy lands on her windshield, which is Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he's just like, you're doing great. Unlock the door so I can get in. <laughs> and like a car flies over them. She finally gets him into the car. He takes over driving. They pull over. They're shooting at everyone. And she's like, can you stop killing everyone? And he's just like, no, like this. I'm trying to keep you safe. <laughs> she takes off, dumps the gun in a mailbox, hops on a bus. He gets on the bus. She gets off the bus. Yeah. It's bad uh but she makes a run for it to the fire station where she comes you know finds her ex and they go out to like lunch they do they sort of go to a diner so they can talk yeah he's he's like at work i mean he's like just lifting weights but he's a firefighter so he's like on call i'd imagine like when you have to like stay at the firehouse for like two days or whatever like yeah he's in that period but there's not a fire so he can go across the street to a diner so they can have a private talk right right that was the vibe i got i really love in this like action sequence that you just sort of described like at one point when she opens the door and that other car hits it and it goes through and like hits that suv that's chasing them and yeah they're like chasing Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz's car, it starts to flip and then speeds up and flips over their car. Yeah. Which I thought was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Because if you're flipping, you're slowing down. You're not speeding up. Yeah. Well, there's also, there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that they're like, isn't Tom Cruise a great agent? And I'm like, no, he's incredibly lucky. Yeah. And it may be a superpower. <laughs> he may be telekinetic at this point. I don't know. I honestly think he has the same power that John Candy had in Delirious. I've never seen that movie. That is such a weird callback, but okay. Do I'm you know here. what I'm talking about though, Mikey? Yeah, I Hell. know what you're talking about. Yes. I think Delirious is a rom-com. Hang on. I fucking love the 80s. It is. Oh my God. Delirious is a comedy romance. Mikey, we're going to have to make Paige watch this. We'll do a John Candy month. Yes. Delirious is not a good one from what I remember. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like vibes. It is sort oh, of like I vibes. I do love vibes. The premise <laughs> of Delirious, as I remember it, is John Candy thrifts maybe a magic typewriter where anything he types on it comes true. What? This is mannequin levels of bonkers. <laughs> it is. Yeah. What happens if you put your uh. dick in the typewriter, but then someone sees you? <laughs> You're mixing the mail of uh, the mail house? No, the lake house. We still there's also mannequin too. We have not done as many 80s things as we should have. That yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. You're right. We're wasting our time with night and day. <laughs> you picked this movie. Glorious leader wants us to go to the 80s. <laughs> anyway, so Tom Cruise shows up at this diner and is just like, hey, nice to meet you. And she's like, this is the guy. Like, this is the guy who killed everyone on that plane. And Tom Cruise is like, oh, I'm the guy. I'm. The- oh, OK, I'm the guy. And then slaps a handcuff on her and then is like, puts a gun to her head and is like, nobody move we're leaving don't fucking try to stop us and this is where he kicks that waiter in the chest first before he does that he's talking to roy and like knows everything about his life and they get along rodney yeah and he like gets along with him really well and i for some reason got super tickled about that whole thing i loved it too because tom cruise genuinely has like chemistry with Rodney but not (laughs) with Cameron Diaz I like that that's how you guys read that scene and not I read that scene as in the interim 
the the night that he put her to bed or whatever he had researched her enough to know about rodney and stalked her and learned everything about him oh that's exactly how i read it Paige. yeah who hasn't stalked anyone that they have dated in the last 15 years online but they're not dating he, he was just a lady that she he do- yeah, i've never googled a lady i met who i thought was fancy no, you know Google the lady that you just drugged and put her in her house and then now you're handcuffed to her in a public place no i usually reverse that i google first yeah you want to know if they're handcuff worthy like you don't just play gerald's game with anybody <laughs> you only know what that means because we told you (laughs) (laughs) okay that is true (laughs) i haven't seen that movie i am a fan of the poster though i have not seen the poster i don't think i've seen the poster you guys both have some googling to do oh that is a nice poster thank you Paige. anyway so he drags her off and uh kicks that guy in the chest uh rodney tries to follow after and he shoots him in the leg but through and through so that there's no bone or whatever he'll be fine i love how he like runs over there and up to this point and pretty much through the rest of this movie in like scenes of immense action tom cruise is like overly supportive and very calm in a way that makes it seem like he's a full-on sociopath yes so like so funny he runs over to rodney and he's like hey man it was through and through you'll be fine probably did you a favor or whatever you're gonna be a hero yes and then they like start thumbs upping each other and i was just i thought it was so funny yeah yeah and then he's driving away like, hey, I just got your your uh, boyfriend a promotion or whatever. Like, Yeah. Well, and then he he goes to a parking lot and this is where he's like, they're going to try and kill you. And every time I waste trying to save you is hurting my mission. So you're either with me or without me. Yeah, you're with safer me with me or without, or without me. me. Yeah. With me or without me. Because he just is Tom cruising very hard. But here's the thing. At this point, they've already decided they're not going to kill her. They're just trying to kill him because they've determined that she doesn't fucking know anything oh i still think they were gonna kill her right i don't know why would they that extra scars guard was just like nah she don't know anything yeah i don't know why you then would kill her i mean yeah like there's no good reason to do any of that well she is cameron diaz anyway so (laughs) she decides to go with him and we cut to them driving we think it's them driving away but they end up at a gas station and she kind of sees rodney on the news and he has to get them a new car. So we cut to them driving and he's telling her like, you know, it's this fancy battery code name Zephyr. It never runs out. It could run anything. And it's invented by this teenager. So I had to put him in a safe house. And then as they pull back, it, it reveals that they're just in one of the cars on like a car trailer that has a bunch of new yeah. cars or, you know, wrecked cars or whatever. on it. Yeah. Which is funny Because I, during the scene, was like, he has been looking at her way too long, right? Because he's, like, not looking at the road at all. Well, and then he goes to sleep, and I was like, oh, my God. I know, I know. So, like, (laughs) he hadn't gone to sleep yet, and I was like, I got to rewind this, because I'm going to, like, literally on my phone track how long he's not looking at the road. And it was 35 seconds, and then after spending three minutes researching that, they revealed the joke that I missed because I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's not driving. They're just like riding. Okay, I'm an idiot. They're just riding. We get to Brooklyn <laughs> where 
we have the safe house for Simon. Now, here's what drove me nuts, because Simon left them so many clues to let them know that they were going to be ambushed, and they miss the first one completely and move on to the one that's written on the walls, because as they walk in very loudly, it is playing Holland Oates' Private Eyes. Yes, somebody's Private watching you. Eyes, I'm watching you. They see your every move, and they're just like, let's walk around here for a bit. Private eyes. So good, yeah, though. Anyway. Love that song. Such a good song. Yeah. Classic. I wonder if they ever got those oats where they were taking them. Yeah, I don't know. They were just hauling oats that whole time. Just hauling them oats. <laughs> good. It's good. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's. We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my God, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal on Romance of the Pod. Heck yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up, just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I, and it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. In fact, it comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor Meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So he gives her the gun. She completely misses that they are surrounded. Do you know why they didn't take a car? Why? Why? They're Quaker Oats. <laughs> Quakers take cars, Mikey. You're thinking of the fucking Amish. What the fuck? What the fuck, Mikey? I do love that, like, Mikey pictured the Quaker Oats guy and in his mind was like, that's Amish, right? And then same said difference. that joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's completely different. No, they're not is. the same but at I all. But I understand how Mikey got there, and I'm here for that logic. Yeah. You have more faith in the audience than I do. <laughs> 
Oh, there's no way most people didn't laugh at that. What are the Quakers <laughs> going to say? They're not listening to this podcast. They, there are probably a lot of Quakers that listen. There are probably a lot of Quakers because Quakers are still around. Oh, I'm Quakers in my <laughs> stained <laughs> underwear that you can buy for $79.99. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the underwear runner. They, they prefer the society of friends. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on the walls of the lab... He's written a message to Tom Cruise to basically be like, hey, I like I trains. took a train. <laughs> I like trains. <laughs> <laughs> I choo choo choose to vacate this safe house. <laughs> and he like fucking loves trains. Like when we He's catch like up really, with him later. Paul He's Beno, like, I think oof. for a minute played it like he was like idiot savant, but then like came back around. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like in every Paul Dano movie, there's like one scene where he is like orgasmically excited about something and yep, it's troubling. Yep. And there's that one in this movie. And then in Batman, it's when they slam him down on that counter and he's like, oh, and you're like, what's happening? I honestly thought Paul Dano was just doing his best Francis Bourgeois impression. But oh, <laughs> he's the guy who like loves trains on TikTok. Sorry. That's a very specific It is reference. a very yeah, specific joke. But Paige like loves TikTok, so I thought she would have got it. I am not on that part of TikTok okay. at all. <laughs> yeah. We're on the cool part of TikTok. Not the chew talk. I'm not on TikTok either. I we have one for horror version. That's the only time I ever go on is when I'm posting. Yeah, I, I don't know what the algorithm is showing you, but mine is just showing me fat girls in cool outfits and lesbians that do crafts. That's it. That's my entire TikTok, and I'm very happy with it. It's just like like the horror virgins TikTok that I only use to like post. Right. I don't know why it thinks that we like trains. Anyway, it, but well, I, the the reason I know who that is is because I have a good friend who sends me his videos because he thinks they're very funny. Oh, I I send <laughs> my favorite is the Northern Boys, which is a bunch of middle aged or older men from the UK that rap about doing filthy sex and drugs and it's one of my favorite things in the world because it's all it's not just them like partying doing drugs bitches but also being like I'm sad inside and I can't kill the pain and you're just like what is happening in the UK guys anyway check out the northern boys what's up also check out the london boys while you're at it also check out thomas the tank engine <laughs> god you're such a percy what's a percy oh, from exactly. Thomas the Tank Engine. I never watched Thomas the Tank Engine. I can tell. It was on public access. <laughs> it's not. This is not even a cable thing. Yeah, it was on like after your Knights of the Round Table bullshit show you watched. <laughs> I loved that show. Anyway, back to this movie. Uh, he fucking loves trains. Well, unfortunately, they canceled Thomas the Tank Engine, the show, after... Alec Baldwin's conductor accidentally shot one of the trains. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was after they found Percy in bed with that lady <laughs> running a train on her, if you will. Oh, up top. Well, you know what they God. say. The trains always come on time. <laughs> god anyway so they're surrounded and it's a shootout of course there's a lot of action lots of it yeah uh my favorite is that he, he gives cameron diaz uh guns and she just full mcgrubers it where she's just like oh, <laughs> yes. oh my god and then he then in that moment he's like oh i gotta put her back to sleep I, like yeah. i gotta put her down yeah and then he drugs her again he drugs her and and 
horrifying real life implications but also thus ensues the funniest montage in this film yes because she wakes up and he's like hanging upside down shirtless in a torture dungeon <laughs> and he's like i know this looks bad but we'll be out here in a second and then she falls she goes down again she wakes back up on a plane or helicopter or something we don't know and he literally is like we're almost there and like skydives her out and yes. then she like wakes up on a boat and she's just, he's like all right almost there and then she wakes up on his island in a tent made out of parachutes yes and he's coming out of the water with tons of fish no fishing equipment like he just grabbed the fish with his hands well, okay, and she's okay. in a bathing suit somehow i'll play devil's advocate here can't wait for we this we watched a lot of alone sure <laughs> when a girl says she doesn't know what to eat maybe you should drug her and take her to lunch where you want to go mikey <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not I hate that take for the following nine reasons. So, <laughs> <laughs> just go to Chipotle. Asshole. I know, right? We wake. Up, she'd wake up. And she's like, "What did you do?" And be like, "We're at IHOP." <laughs> <laughs> did you know they won't stop bringing you pancakes if you ask them to keep bringing you pancakes? <laughs> We're almost there. Breakfast I told them it was time. your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a face in whipped cream on pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this movie. So she wakes up and she's like, how long have I been out? He's like 18 hours. And she's like, and you stripped me and put me in a bathing suit. And he's like, whatever. I didn't touch anything. And she's like, I'm going to fucking murder you. He literally says, uh, I've been trained to defuse a bomb in the dark with a safety pin and a junior mint. Great, we know you can find the G-spot, but how'd you get me in this bikini? What the fuck is the junior mint for in that scenario? Sustenance. Everything. It takes a long time. <laughs> All right. You're going to need a snack. Anyway, he also tells her that Simon is in Austria uh, riding trains. Uh, he's having his, his full snow piercer fantasy just <laughs> through the snow, just like the train. We the have train! to talk about the customer service and whatever fucking train line they are on while on this. Give us just a second. Yeah, let us get there. We, but we should. Let us get I'm, yeah. there, I'm but so then excited we to talk about it. Yeah, we absolutely have to. Uh, anyway, okay, so. She is like, fuck you, and like goes off through the jungle. And I was like, bitch, where do you think you're going to go? You're barefoot. Like, what is even happening right now? You're going to get bit by a snake. And also, you're on like a tiny ass island. Yeah, you're going to run into one of the scariest spiders you've ever seen. <laughs> like, this is just. Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he climbs those cliffs in Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> oh, I thought it was because Thetans make you lighter. So, like, he just has more Thetans. So he starts to float. No, he well, has no, no Thetans. He, 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 he has clear. no Thetans. He's bad. clear, remember? And so not only. He's weighing you down. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's technically, he's gotten all the way up through operating Thetan level eight. And then nine and 10 technically aren't written yet, but they consider him clear for those for the time at which the ghost of LRH dictates them to David Miscavige, his best friend, and then they'll go through it together. I don't know if that's a bit or not. That's not a bit. That was completely accurate. That is a tax-free organization. And here's all I'm saying. We could be too. We don't need to be. <laughs> here's, I, I am on board with religious organizations having to do way more proof to become tax-free or maybe losing that status yeah, because of how it has been abused. should have tax-free right? status, yeah. So, like, I don't want to participate in it. That makes me feel like a hippogriff. 
So <laughs> anyway, her phone rings and she answers it, but nobody's on the line. So she and she loses the call. So it was just oh, no, them it was tracking her, sister. her. It was her sister that I called don't think her. her sister actually called her. I think the FBI made oh. it look like she did. I mean, that could be too. Who the fuck knows? But they definitely were tracing her phone yeah. because they yeah. send the like silliest looking drone question mark to blow up his island. Silence. Yes. And so she comes back just in time for them to blow up the island and she's running and they make it up this cliff to this like teeny tiny helicopter. She's like, it's like a mash helicopter. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not getting in that please. And, and I know he said not to drug me before, but like drug me for this one. And he's like, well, you said not to drug you. So he's just like Vulcan neck pinches her to like unconsciousness. And she passes out for hours. Hours. It's called foreplay. It means he's got <laughs> real strong hands. Like oof, magoof. I don't know when you get the strong hand strength powers. I'm guessing it's after OT3 when they tell you about Xenu. But again, anyway, insane. I, oh, yeah, accurate. <laughs> real things. LRH was a crazy kooky old man. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of weird shit that got included in the later levels because he was like, need money. What are we going to do? Uh, borrow this alien from this book I wrote and, you know, Rough Riders, my cowboy book. Yeah. Who knew it was so expensive to operate your own Navy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I did forget that like before he Spock pinches her, they like wrestle in the sand and he kind of kisses her. He gives her one self-defense lesson which means she can kick everyone's ass for the rest of this movie. Yeah. But yeah, that happens on the island too. And then they like roll in the sand together. That's all she needed. Yeah, she's like, oh, you taught me a move. I'm into you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but she wakes up on a train to Austria. <laughs> How did he get her on a train? Like, I get that they're on a helicopter. Unconscious. I know. That's it's what I'm part of it. <laughs> part of it. But, like, seriously, I get that he could have flown the helicopter maybe, like, to somewhere that you yeah. don't have to go through customs or something. But he had to walk her onto that train. Right. Like an unconscious woman. Or you put her in a bag or something. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that actually could work because their um, seats are, it's like a cabin, sort of, right? Yeah. yeah. So like that, yeah, that actually could have worked, Mikey. Okay. That could work. There's a rumor that sometimes Taylor Swift leaves hotels in bags so people don't know when she's coming or going. They they were almost late for the train because of the human traffic jam. No. <laughs> Human oh. trafficking jam. jam. There you go. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, so they're on this train and we do get to see Paul Dano just like getting fucking geeked about the train. And like the conductor's like showing him how to do everything. I was like, yes. what train line is this? Where like he's like, I'm so excited. He's like, pull the horn. Yeah. We're really excited that your person is able to do this. Do you want wings? Here's a coloring book. Right. <laughs> it's your first time on the train. Yeah. Trains are cool. I mean, I'm with Paul Dano here. If ever I'm stopped and there's a train coming and they, they can see me, I like take my hand out of the window and I do the horn thing and they make the horn. And I think that's maybe the purest interaction two humans can have. Mikey just described asking a train to honk their horn as they go by like an eight year old. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> You think I don't do it? I do do it. Make the horn go. You think I haven't done it? I have done it in a police car. <laughs> you think they're going to say no? Yeah. The officer I was with was very upset because we were trying to get a car. Lights and sirens going and this train's coming. And then they're really upset. And then I roll the window down and I go, 
Ooh, ooh, and then they do it, and I turn back, and that person's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not a huge fan of subways. Like, I know they're efficient. I will ride them. They're fine. But, like, travel trains, huge fan. Especially in Japan when they were fucking silent. Ugh. But also in Europe, Eurail is really nice, too. Yeah, I've never taken a Eurail, which I, I assume is what this is. You yeah, know, the the best train I ever have ever been on is the glorious most best trains from North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> they run on clean coal or whatever. <laughs> they run on clean Carl human labor. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's the real life oh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, it's probably accurate. Uh... <laughs> but also, I keep giggling because I just want someone in North Korea to be named Carl. <laughs> I'm sure there is one, right? Maybe I don't know. I feel like there's Carls everywhere. Anyway. If you're in North Korea and your name's Carl, add us. You can't listen to this. Yeah, Mikey, you might be surprised to hear this. We don't have a lot of listeners in North Korea. So they're like Quakers? Yeah, we're, we're mo- no, we're mostly fucking banned. So they're like <laughs> it's, Quakers. It's not Quakers. Quakers can use any technology they want, Mikey. They're just pacifists. Anyway, this train is nicer than your rail. This looks like it's maybe a step or two fancier. Sure. But uh, very nice. Uh, What I did think was really funny was that she goes to the counter of this Austrian train in the dining car and is like, yeah, pancakes and scrambled eggs. And I was like, bitch, in what world? (laughs) Like, that's... (laughs) Pancakes are pretty much only an American thing, full stop. <laughs> Except for in Japan, they had like the big fluffy ones or whatever. Yes, we can. you can get them here somewhere. I want them. Yeah. I want them. But like pancakes in the way that we think of pancakes? No, I have been to a lot of Europe and rarely... I would say never have I seen a pancake. But they're international, Paige. <laughs> the international house of them. I can't wait to go to Europe and like order an omelet and be like, there's only one meat in this omelet. I cannot believe no, this there, country. There's, there's an omelets like, like normal. Like on the cruise, they had an omelet bar. And I, I should clarify, they have their own version of like a flatbread or a, a skillet something, but it's not what we would think of as pancakes. Oh, like cookies or crackers and all that bullshit. Cookies, cookies or biscuits. And biscuits. Cookies and crackers. Yeah, cookies oh and biscuits. God. I mean, I'd imagine that in Europe, waffles are a bigger item than pancakes. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, yeah, waffles yeah, 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 yeah. are by far the superior fried like dough or whatever. I don't think it's technically fried, is it? I honestly technically, don't know. No. Yeah. Waffles are, are technically, mm, this is complicated. They are batter. And because they are heated on plates, they kind of are fried. Um, and depending on where you are in Europe will determine what kind of waffles you find. Yeah. Where if you're in like France, Germany, Austria, or whatever, sometimes you'll find in Belgium specifically, you'll find liege waffles, which are yeasted waffles. Are those the thicker ones? They're thicker. Like Belgian and they, waffles are thicker. Yeah, but it's not like the Belgian waffles we have here because they use pearl sugar. So they it's almost like they've got a candified coating to them. They're fucking delicious. They're amazing. I was about to say, that sounds amazing. Yeah. They're very, it's more of a dessert than a breakfast, for sure. You know the first person to bring a waffle iron back to the United States from France? From France? No, who? Our third president, Thomas Jefferson. Benjamin Franklin? Oh, Thomas Jefferson. Benjamin Franklin was never a president. Um. I'm too distracted. We just did Cult Podcast Live where one of the people in the cult believed they were Benjamin Franklin and that- Hell yeah. 
uh, her husband was George Washington in a past life. It's awesome. They do plays about it. Uh, but that's why our presidential breakfast for Thomas Jefferson is the Jeffersonian was, waffle. Was waffles. Which is the, uh, it's just two waffles and in between it's like omelet batter that you also put in the waffle maker. Oh, hell so yeah. So it's like a waffled piece. So it's like, it looks like three stacked waffles, but one layer is egg and Love omelet, it. whatever you want, really. Yeah, it's yes. delicious. That sounds amazing. Anyway, I laughed pretty hard at her breakfast order. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, what? <laughs> Whatever. So the guy next to her orders a drink and he's very clearly an assassin. Like you can just see it. And she's like, oh, are you Simon? Like the guy that I'm not supposed to talk about? And he's like, yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, she does what I will call the dumbest shit ever in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> And finds the note that he left her that was basically like, hey, don't leave the room uh, because I'm with Simon. And she's like, oh, no, this clearly isn't Simon. Yeah. He goes back to the room. She's not there. And he's like, she must have gotten breakfast. So they kind of converge in the kitchen as she's trying to run from the assassin. He's trying to find her. God, it was so sad because she's like talking to the chef in the kitchen. She's like, hey, I'm not feeling too great. Can I like yeah. sit down here? And he's like, sure, let me get you a water. And then he gets murdered. So nice. Everyone <laughs> yeah. on this train is so nice. I will I will say in my experience, as long as you're not in France, uh, customer service for me in Europe has always been fantastic. I just can't imagine like, going inside the kitchen and being like, can I? I just come in here I don't feel great out there Well and that everyone she encounters on the train Speaks English was pretty fun too I yeah. was like what you lucked out Bitch <laughs> that is not The norm yeah also in the kitchen That's like health coats anyway Right so thus ensues like A knife fight because she accidentally knocks A knife into his chest which is pretty great Because she uses that one thing he taught Her in self-defense <laughs> um, But in doing that Houdini Like arm break thing she smacks a knife and it stabs this dude what looks like in the heart yeah and then he pulls that knife out of himself which i'm pretty sure you're absolutely not supposed to do you're supposed to leave the knife in so you don't bleed out exactly yeah. and then like he continues to fight i don't know it was insane to me he he tries to fight until tom cruise is back up and kicks him out the window and i don't know if you guys saw what he was holding on to to stay in the window it was sausage links it was insane <laughs> i was like if you can hold on to sausage links and it will support your body weight like that those are not you shouldn't eat that you shouldn't eat like those. <laughs> that's a you're, that's a rope you're eating a That's rope. A, you've been smoking them too long. Yeah. <laughs> that is a well-ass done sausage. But I also love that Paul Dano in the scene is like, please just die. Yes. <laughs> Paul Dano's always been amazing. Yes. Always amazing. Uh, so they get to Salzburg and that's where they're they're chilling. And she overhears Tom Cruise on a phone call. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to meet you as soon as you can be there. And he tells... Cameron Diaz like this is beautiful we'll do dinner But please stay here I have to go do something first Yeah in the hotel like they're gonna have Dinner at in, the hotel yeah. he also tells Paul Dana like you can order as much room service As you want or whatever but don't leave Don't leave take this Holland Oats pin Because private eyes Are watching you They see your every <laughs> Move anyway So Cameron Diaz follows him to his meeting with Gal Gadot Which we will find out that Gal Gadot Is wearing an earpiece yeah, she's more or less just like a translator slash like ma mouthpiece yes. for 
the gangster who's also after the perpetual motion machine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although when she said, don't speak to me like that, and he grabbed her chin and was like, I'll speak to you whenever. I was like, oh, hello. Yeah. Tom Cruise just got attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I should talk to somebody about that. You absolutely should. And that person is Jake. Yeah. Just have Jake stand on his knees and pretend to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Tom Cruise now on and on the TV in the other room watching Mission Impossible 2, just texting me like, He's kissing this lady like he'd rather be having sex with a fish. And I don't know if you guys know about the fish sex stuff, yeah. but it's one of my favorite celebrity rumors. Wait, I thought it was in reference to South Park. Is it not? No, no. Wait, oh, my God. So okay. Explain the fish yes, sex stuff. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to also Google this. Is it Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. It, they're blind items. And page seven has covered them extensively to the point where it's now like canon in the page seven universe, um, which go listen to page seven. If you loved Jackie on our Twilight episodes, Absolutely. always a great listen. Listen to page seven. Yeah. So on page seven, they read blind items. And there are a bunch of blind items about Tom Cruise going and buying raw fish and then taking it into the bathroom and then doing something in the bathroom with the raw fish and then leaving it there oh he fucking that fish (laughs) ordering raw fish and taking it out to his car and there's like multiple people who are like yeah he came into my grocery store and bought a like a raw whole fish and so uh, there's a lot of people who think maybe allegedly he might be sticking his dick in that fish right like what i don't know is it a Scientology thing? I'm not sure. Well, Tom Cruise, if you want to answer for these allegations, please feel free to reach out. We'll have you on the podcast. It's just, you know, the most exclusive sushi, I guess. It's sushi for your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adult sushi. Look, we got to be respectful. We're going to be Tom Cruising for a bruising. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, in overhearing this conversation with... Gal Gadot via earpiece, the guy who's in Spain. Yeah, Antonio, I think is his name, something like that. Antonio Quintero or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, Cameron Diaz thinks that he's selling the battery to the bad guys and that she has been hoodwinked. Yeah. Well, I mean, and based on what Tom Cruise is saying, it sounds that way because he's like trying to play them for information. So he is like playing that game of like, yeah, I'm going to sell this to you or whatever. Right. So uh, she goes to walk back to the hotel, but the CIA intercept her and she's just like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll tell you. They're like, we're the CIA. And she just goes, sure you are. What do you want to (laughs) know? Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And so she basically wear not a wire but she wears like a tracker it's the pen they give her like a ballpoint pen and they say if he has it on his person or it's in the hotel room just click the top yeah we'll pop in and come get it we'll come get it yeah i do love that they're like showing her this is where they show her that he maybe planted it on her at the airport and at one point they just like it zooms in on it as if they were like enhance on a law and order episode it looks exactly like that but this is at that time when like that was popular like that was on tv at the time that kind of shit yep uh, so she goes back to the hotel room. He comes back and he's trying to have like a romantic evening because I guess he didn't know that they followed her. Right. And she says later that he planned it. I don't think he did. Her plan makes no sense that she says later. And he seems very confused that she's there. So like, I think that her version of events where he was like playing 4D chess is not accurate. I think she's just 
crazy. Yeah, I think she's also just very, yeah. There's a reason her younger sister's getting married before her. Hey, no, hey. <laughs> That's inappropriate. Personal attack. <laughs> no, I got married first. It doesn't matter. But like that has nothing to do with it. It's finding the right person at the right time and dealing with the wedding industrial complex that says that marriage is the only thing that gives us worth, but it's not. I completely agree. It's how many Pyrexes we have in our house. That's where we differ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway. In North Korea, you're a lot of two Pyrexes and you'll like it. He's my favorite North Korean rapper. Two pirates? Guys, I have to tell you, I'm going out of town July 20 and 21st. I'm going to go see Ludacris and Flo Rider. Oh, I want to see Ludacris so bad. And I would tolerate seeing Flo Rider. At a casino. Fuck, what casino? Cincinnati, baby. My brother was like, you want to come up? And I was like, yeah, I'll be back by Saturday. Mikey, I really hope that girl's there and she tells you to suck her dick again. (laughs) Suck my dick. That was in Nashville. I know. I hope she was like... (laughs) I follow Mikey to all concerts just to tell him to suck my dick. You know, I've never misread flirting so badly. (laughs) (laughs) I yelled at somebody to suck my dick while I was in Austin last week. Did they? No, they did not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so he kind of, the battery's getting hot. He ditches it in that uh, bowl of ice. And she is kind of like, so did you get your price? I followed you. And he realizes she's about to give him away and she clicks the trigger and he says that hurt more than I thought. Yeah. The betrayal, I guess. Yeah. It's the betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, I'm going home. Uh, and they said, if you turn yourself in, they'll protect you. And he's like, you dumb bitch. Yeah, He's like, <laughs> like what, what did I tell you? <laughs> I've been gaslighting you about this specific thing. All movie. They killed Kennedy. Like what? <laughs> Do you not know about powers booth? Oh God. Anyway, so she she goes home and Paul Dano is like, Hey, you know they're still gonna try and kill you, right? Like you know too much. Like you've seen the inside of the hive. And she's just like, No, nah, I think I'm going home. You seen inside the honeycomb is what he says. Yeah, inside and I the was honeycomb. Like, I do like me some honeycombs. I do, it's delicious. But all, the cereal, the natural food. Oof. Yeah. At this point, Tom Cruise takes off across the roof. They shoot him into the canal. They, they shoot him and he falls into the canal. They sh- Ta-da! <laughs> he climbs into a cannon and just like, oh. No, that is not what happens. Although he doesn't, I don't think he gets shot. Like we just see him shooting at him. Yeah. But like there's stormtroopers or whatever. Yeah. So he falls. He just, I think fakes, fake falls into the water. Like yeah. he did he get really shot. He really falls. He did not well, fall no, no, into no, no, the no. river. I think he fakes getting shot. Like we don't see blood oh. or anything like that. Like he just falls into the water and then swims away or dies quote unquote yeah 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 anyway they allegedly take her home uh they go to take paul dano home but peter sarsgaard not scarsgaard has him in the car and he <laughs> shoots the other guy and is like yeah we'll see you in spain in two days I, I like i don't have the battery but i got the guy who made it so we'll go i got the next best thing right yeah yeah i honestly think that would be the best best thing yeah right it is the best best thing because the perpetual motion machine is about to blow up and it has been getting hotter over the course of the movie. Right. Just like me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more just the confidence that we can see from the inside. Honestly, <laughs> it, it's the only one with a real glow up in this movie mm-hmm. is the perpetual motion machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It just gets hotter and hotter. I'll give you hotter. some perpetual motion. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> For a whole three minutes. <laughs> Any, anyway, 
So she goes home. She goes to her sister's wedding. Uh, she keeps the car that she's going to give her sister because her sister just wanted to sell it. Which I thought was funny because her sister was like, can we just sell it? And she was like, no. And now you're not getting it. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't say that, but that's what happens. Yeah. Anyway, she's like, I don't know. Maybe Roy's not dead, whatever. She tracks the address his phone was tracking and finds his parents' house. Yeah, well, she doesn't know it's his parents' house until she, like, goes and, like, pretends that they ordered some equipment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she thinks it's a safe house, which she also gets in a mini car chase to get there. Yeah. Or does she? Or does she just cause an accident and hit and run strangers? Or do you think this may just be some sort of psychotic disorder, like, yep. episode that this woman is going through? That starts mm-hmm. at her, tra- her plane trip Like a Jacob's Ladder situation Like they died uh-huh. in that plane crash <laughs> Yeah yeah. and months later We'll just find pieces of that plane And and by will uh, I mean Our plane He's so finding planes Plane Gibson Plane detective Oh god anyway uh, But at her parents house uh, she finds out that his parents have won Publishers Clearinghouse twice and the Lotto twice, even though they didn't remember buying tickets or anything or, or you know, signing up for it. And it's just Tom Cruise giving them money, like secretly oh, in a way yeah. that they don't suspect. Yeah. Yes. But she asks about him and they're like, we don't know who you're talking about. And then sees his picture on the mantle and they're like, oh, that's our son. He he died in a helicopter crash because he was in the service like in kuwait or something yeah yeah uh and so or i think it was kosovo i don't know anyway so like she realizes that he basically faked his own death and has a new identity to be a secret agent and this is how he takes care of mm-hmm. people yeah so she then calls her own answering machine and is like to whoever is listening i have the zephyr and i'm ready to make a deal it just has like a d battery out of a flashlight yeah but of <laughs> course they they kidnap her immediately like yeah they kidnap her instantly and they take her to sevilla spain where i have been i have been to sevilla it's very pretty yeah that's not where the running of the bulls is though that's in pamplona, pamplona and i don't yeah. know why and i'm like it's famously in pamplona I know. Why so they like i don't know this why in a different city but still show the bulls running just say pamplona <laughs> yeah. like i don't know what's happening i did think it was bull though you're right yeah it's bull they <laughs> they take her to antonio quintana's house and he's just like hey so you're pretty stupid and just brought a regular battery so i'm giving you truth serum to see what your damage is and like with the truth serum she's just like i don't like you very much but i love him and i feel like i like he wanted me to hear that phone call so that like 4D chess and then I would come back or whatever and maybe we can like get married and have babies or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, you're full crazy. Like, yeah. If you scare an international crime lord because of your truth, like you've got some issues going on. <laughs> Live your truth, yeah. girl. Okay, not that much though. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't, your sisterhood of the travel pantsing it yourself. Like, stop. You're doing too much. <laughs> Yes. I do love that this movie like legit has it all. Like it has gunfights. It has high speed chases. It has truth yes. serum. This feels like it wants to be true lies so bad. Oh, true lies true is lies. streaming now. And Pretty I fucking good. love true lies. Yeah. So Peter Sarsgaard shows up. And he's like, no, I didn't bring Paul Dano. Come down to the river and I'll give you Paul Dano. But Paul Dano's fully in his trunk the entire time. He's just in the trunk of his Miata or whatever the fuck. Yeah. 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 And also, how does he hotwire the car from the trunk? He doesn't hotwire it. He makes it like 
the he just fucks with the electric components. So like the wires are going. Yeah, the wires to the back. But then he manages to crash it. Oh, I think he just crashes it because he had given up on driving. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. it doesn't. It, the whole thing is like everything happens because the plot needs it to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's a bad movie, is what it is. It's great. So Roy it's great movie. is not a great movie. <laughs> Roy shows up. And it's just like, Cameron Diaz, what are you fucking doing here? Because, like, I'm here to do the pickup. And she's just like, what? You're not excited to see me? And I'm, he's like, I'm confused, bitch. I faked my death to get away from you. <laughs> like, what, is, what are you doing? He's like, I'm only in Spain for the fish. Yeah. And by fish, I mean you serving that tilapia, girl. Hello. Hello. I want to tilapia that P word. To slap you, Mikey. To slap you. It was right there the whole time. God dang it. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, so she's like, I think I feel like having sex. I think I feel like having sex with you. I think we'd have great sex. And he's like, you're on drugs. (laughs) She's just like, but why aren't you happy to see me in the middle of a gunfight? And he's like, oh, fine. Let me like kiss her calm, I guess. He does like walk over there very romantically in the middle of a gun battle and kiss her. Yeah. It's... Like hilarious and also heartfelt. Yeah. No, I don't think it's heartfelt. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, they drive out to try and follow everybody that's gone down to the river to trade off Paul Dano. But they're like on a motorcycle, the two of them. Yeah, in the midst of the running of the bulls, which I was like, not here, but also there's like fences. It's like a whole, I was like, why? This is ridiculous. Dude, when they drive out of the compound that like the crime lord is living Mm -hmm. in that they were at and they don't like open the gate they like blast through the door like the wooden door in the gate like it looks hilarious it looks like an american gladiators like stunt oh don't you talk shit about the gladiators i love that documentary that documentary was was amazing yeah so good anyway they chase peter sarsgaard down to the water after losing all of the Spanish gangsters in the bullfighting arena. Like they make their way through the arena and then the bulls get out and just fucking destroy a car. Yeah. I mean, that's how the crime Lord dies. He gets trampled while in a car. Yeah, but that would have killed some of those bulls. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're <laughs> shooting at each other. Like Cameron Diaz is like like sitting the opposite way. So she's looking over Tom Cruise's shoulder. Yeah. Because he's like a little baby in her arms. Yeah. But like he's driving the uh, motorcycle and she's shooting behind <laughs> them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can be so they can grind privates. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I was trying I was like nuts to butts I was like no that's the other way Yeah they were nuts to butts But now they're uh, You know P to D P to D Yeah Now they're penis to dick (laughs) Yep I'm gonna start saying P to D Ever since Mikey did It made me laugh so hard I loved it so much That was in our 365 This day episode Yeah fuck It's so funny (laughs) So funny Another late night recording for us Yep. No, we recorded that one like in the regular ass day because oh, it was when I was true. in Texas in your time. So. That's, right. Oh, that's right. That was like a Saturday at like fucking nine. Nine a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so they get there and Tom Cruise jumps through a wooden awning for no reason. <laughs> Paige, they're trying to like get down to where the dock is quickly, right? And he decides to just jump onto that wooden 
like vendors stall, whatever it is, yes. like a farmer's market stall almost. Right. Instead of just running down the steps that are like 20 yes, feet to his feet right. away. Yeah. <laughs> so nuts. He's like, this is going to save me eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but what? I'll waste that eight seconds getting up and getting my bearings because yes. I have a concussion. It probably <laughs> took him longer. Yes. So they get to the dock he reveals that he has the battery. He's going to give it to Peter Sarsgaard. And Paul Dano's like, no. And he's like, I'll just make another one. And Peter Sarsgaard's like, oh, what if I just shoot you then? But in the midst of that, Paul Dano faints. Peter Sarsgaard flies away with the battery. Peter Sarsgaard does shoot. That's important. Yes. Yeah, it, he hits Tom Cruise. Yes. I do like the way that's revealed, though, because Tom Cruise is like talking to Paul Dano. He's like, you're going to be fine. And Paul Dano's like, am I dead? And he's like, no. You fainted. You're going to yeah, be fine. Right. And then it's revealed that Tom Cruise was shot in sort of like in center mass, like in a pretty bad spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, he passes out and we get his pass out montage to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's where well, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. But we should talk about what happens to. Yeah. Yeah. Before he goes to the hospital, the plane takes off and the battery's been getting hotter. And the, so the plane just fucking explodes in the sky. Yes. Uh, so then Tom Cruise ends up going to the hospital. Yeah. And we get cuts of like her hands on his hands and like you know her being there and he wakes up and it's viola davis and he's like oh thank you we're gonna keep you safe and he's like hey where's that crazy lady who's been trying to have sex with me for a couple days and she's like oh she went home she gets it and he's like no yeah you don't have to worry about her anymore she went home and he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I think he was more like, there's no way she'd give up that fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know a stalker when I see one, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so he, they basically are like, we're going to kill you. Uh, so he's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And they come in to give him pills. He takes them. And the nurse turns out is her. And yeah. she's like, it's some made up name for a sedative. And I'm like, where'd she get it? And then as she's pushing him out of the hospital, she's like, don't worry, we're just going to the mortuary. I was like, it's the morgue. The mortuary is like where you buy the coffins. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look, she doesn't know, Paige. People mix up words all the time. <laughs> Not all people. Some people. Mikey was very triggered by that. Anyway. He wakes up in a car, then again in a beach. And if you left me in a hot car on the beach while I was unconscious, I'd be so mad. Man, they will break uh, your car window if it's a dog in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. they better do it for a person. But if it's Tom Cruise, they're like, I don't know, is there a fish in there too? We should probably leave him alone. Anyway, she comes back <laughs> and she's like, we're going to drive all the way down through South America and you're the navigator and the DJ. And he's like, all right. And we cut to his parents' house where he has sent them plane tickets to Cape Horn. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So really quick, when as they're driving away, you see a sign that says 3,796 kilometers to Cape Horn. That is like 2,358 miles. Okay, so they're, she's already like through Mexico and partially into South America at that be, point. Because yeah. like yeah. 2,300 miles, like that's that's pretty far. But like, look, yeah. I don't speak in North Korean distances or whatever. <laughs> well, that's why I broke it down into miles for your little American brain. But having seen <laughs> this movie, having talked about this movie, what did you guys think about Night and Day? It's it's a, a bonkers trash fire. <laughs> it is, yeah. I have seen this movie three I'll... times. There will definitely be a fourth. I say it is a bonkers trash fire, but like in a different connotation where I'm in a good Like way. it's a positive thing. Yeah, no, yeah. like mm. I agree with all of Paige's assessment. Yeah. 
but it makes me like the movie because it is yeah. a bonkers trash fire. Say more. You know, say less. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the term the kids are saying. No, uh, no cap. What's the one? No cap. This movie ain't no mid. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that this is. This movie is aggressively mid. <laughs> it is. And it is so mid that it's like worth watching, though. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I was here for it. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. This is a film from all time. It a is film a film from, from all time. Yeah, like if you look at all the movies that have been made, Mikey, this is definitely a movie that has been made. Yes. You that that was a correct statement. So Paige, when you can finally breathe again, do you want to hit us with your fun facts? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it is with your fun facts. North Korea fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> Y'all, this is one of the romantic comedies that has been made before. <laughs> this is, yes. <laughs> this is, in fact, a movie. Oh, that's God. A, that's so her Tom, first fun fact. Yeah, this is a movie. Uh, unsurprisingly, Tom Cruise did a lot of his own stunts, but so did Cameron Diaz. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, including a lot of the driving. So... He actually, Tom Cruise turns down both the movie Salt and The Tourist to do this because he thought they were both. <laughs> both good calls, man. Like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he thought they were too similar to Mission Impossible. So he chose this instead because it was kind of more comedic so people could tell the difference. And in a way, because it is Tom Cruise and he's done a million Mission Impossibles, he is the funniest. He is a very funny pick for this. I agree. To yeah. do it in like a heightened way, for sure. I do think Jason Statham would have been a fun person to see in this movie, too, oh. because he has that like silly action, action energy. That is Spy. Oh, that is yeah. Jason Statham in Spy. And it's he's one of my favorite parts. I haven't seen that, but I, I bet I'd love that. That's Melissa McCarthy, too, right? Yeah. Yes, and they end up together, and it is so Hell great. Yeah. I love it so much. Love that. So all of the car crashes were recorded on studio lots and then digitally imposed into the film. Not surprising. They do that most of the time. Yeah. Now, when he discovers Simon's messages, he actually misses multiple other messages in the shipping container. One reads, you are late, in addition <laughs> to the train one. Paul Dano being passive aggressive over here. Yeah. So Tom Cruise took a pay cut to do this movie, receiving only 11 million instead of his normal 20 plus. Okay. Good for him. Over a dozen writers worked on this script. That shows, man. That shows, yeah. yeah. But they had to enter mediation with the WGA to rule who would receive the credit. Uh, so Patrick O'Neill ultimately uh, receives the credit. Uh, but uh, Scott Frank, Lita Calogardis, Ted Griffin, Dana Fox, and Simon Kinberg also wrote on this movie. I don't know that you want to be associated with it, but, you know, whatever, if you want to. I bet some of those, those people were like, yeah, it's fine that I didn't get that credit. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, just Alan Smithy, that shit. Yeah. Uh, so Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, to promote this movie, went on Top Gear. That is a good idea. Yeah, it's perfect. That's yeah. a great <laughs> idea. It's great <laughs> promotion. Good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, competing mostly in Volkswagens. Okay. We already talked about how Chris Tucker and Ava Mendez were almost the leads in this, which would have been so fucking great. I would have watched the hell out of that. Yeah. So now in this movie, it's implied that Tom Cruise's last name is actually Knight. Yes. But there's no connection to Cameron Diaz's character and Day, except for the fact that Diaz is a homophone of Diaz, which is Spanish for days. 
That checks out. That is awesome. So uh, this is the second movie in which Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz have co-starred. The first being Vanilla Sky. Uh, The second being Minority Report. But Cameron Diaz was only a silent cameo. She's one of the posters, I believe, is what it is. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Like she doesn't speak. She's just seen. Kind of like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the 18 wheeler driver, the guy driving ahead of the plane when they land it, was actually just one of the lighting crew. And when the original actor hired for the role finished his work for the day, uh, the director approached the crew crew member and asked if he would do it instead. So apparently they hated the original guy. So they put that crew member in just for the section where he's like, here I am, rock me like a hurricane. (laughs) Yeah. Which, what kind of personality do you have to project for someone to be like, you look like you could scream an 80s power ballad. <laughs> I feel like I put off that energy. I think so, too. Real truck driver in the Midwest energy. <laughs> you don't yeah. You don't pull off that energy. No, but I could definitely belt out some 80s power ballads at karaoke. That is true. I've been to karaoke with you. Yeah. Uh, the manta ray looking aircraft that attacks his island is purely digital and not based on an actual plane. Oh, really, Paige? Yeah. How it shocked supposed- am I right now? <laughs> it was supposed to be a drone fighter essentially have they never seen a drone (laughs) Uh, now a few years later they actually remade this movie in bollywood (gasps) uh with different actors and a slightly different story but based on this movie and that movie is just called bang bang which i think is great i can't wait for my pick for next week <laughs> we have not done a Bollywood movie, and we would, should though. do at least one at some point. They're wild. They I, are. I love them. Um, so this is uh, the first movie where Paul Dano and Peter Sarsgaard uh, starred together, but they have actually also been in Night Moves, The Guilty, and Batman. Technically, Dano's character kidnapped Sarsgaard's character in Batman. In Batman, yeah. I need to rewatch that Batman. Reversing it from this one. Yeah, I I liked two thirds of it, um, but I really liked the two of those thirds. So uh, Gal Gadot, Peter Sarsgaard and Paul Dano would actually all go on to play DC comic characters with Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman, uh, Peter Sarsgaard playing Gil Coulson. Um, and also uh, Hector in the Green Lantern, although that was an edit, so it's kind of like an after thing. Uh, and okay. then Paul Dano, of course, played the Riddler in the Batman. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Night and Day in 2010? $70 million. Okay. Mikey, do you want to guess? 50. I'm going to say 50. Okay. I think those are great, great guesses. The actual budget was $117 million. Jeez. Which is hilarious to me because that drone looks like a paper airplane, like a kid is pulling on a diorama somewhere. <sighs> Somebody yes. took a lot of money from It's called people. embezzlement. I don't know what it is, but like the, the money is not all on the screen. Although the, I think the movie does look good, but $117 million is $163.7 million today. That's like Avengers level money. Yeah. Okay, so this movie came out on June 25th, 2010. It was third in the box office the week it premiered. It was beat by Toy Story 3. Number two was Grown Ups. Number three was obviously Night and Day. And number five was the A-Team. No, not that A-Team. What do you think Night and Day made in its opening weekend? 
I remember this being kind of a big movie, but then word got out that it was bad. So I'm going to say opening weekend, it makes 20. Okay. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say big. I'm going to say 30. All right, Mikey, Paige was like spot on. It was $20.1 okay. million in its opening weekend. It was in theaters for 15 weeks total, so it was in theaters from June 25th, 2010 to October 1st, 2010. But what do you think it made in its domestic box office performance? I'm going to say 80. Okay. Mikey, what you think? I'll say 98. Page is again closer. It was $76.4 million, which I'll say is not good. You definitely want your money to make its budget back, at least domestically. This movie still made a good amount of money because in internationally, it made $182.3 million, which means... In the worldwide box office, this movie brought in brought in two hundred and fifty eight point seven million dollars, which, if you adjust for inflation, is three hundred and sixty two million dollars today. So it, it made a pretty good amount of money, and then made an additional thirty two million dollars, almost thirty three million dollars in domestic. DVD and Blu-ray sales So it's made quite a bit of money But I think at the time Would have been considered a bomb Because it did not make its budget back In domestic markets I remember this I think being considered a bomb so. Yeah Yeah for sure And I think it des- it deserves that like status It's not a great movie It's bonkers and unhinged And I'm here for it But it's definitely not a great movie But that is your box office So Mikey Do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, our romance scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how romantic we found the film today. Page. Uh, that's going to be a 1 for me. Todd. Yeah, it is both a 1 on the romance scale and a 1 on the lion roar sexy scale. Because there are no sex Accurate. scenes in this movie. Yeah, because yeah. there's mm-hmm. no sex scenes yeah. in it. I'm going to also give it a 1 because it's so stupid. <laughs> it is real dumb. And that's our romance scale. Yeah, so this week... Mikey, you made us watch Night and Day, and thank you so much for that. Next week, I am going to continue my theme, which I didn't realize I was doing until I had realized what movie I wanted to pick next. And my theme is a Richard Curtis theme. (laughs) Okay, but haven't we done almost all of of them? them? I don't think we have, because I don't think we've done Bridget Jones' Diary, have we? We have not. Did you want to make me scream a lot? (laughs) Oh, is that the one you don't want to do? Oh, no, I don't. It is a wildly fat phobic movie, like aggressively yeah. bad. I, I've never seen it. So, okay. I mean, we could not do that. I, there oh, was no, a, like we, we have to do it. We have to do it. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we have to do it. It's, it's just it's somehow his most fat phobic film. I, I do not find that surprising at all because that's a component he like has in all of his movies for some yeah, reason. But I don't know what his thing is with it. But, but I yeah. remember this being like a big movie. I have not seen it. It's a huge movie. It. But I like, is Hugh Grant in that too? Oh, I have no idea. I- yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. It's Hugh Grant. Obviously, it's Renee Zellweger, who is, this, who is yes. Bridget Jones. Renee's, Renee Zellweger, who, who gained a handful of pounds and then claimed to be a 14 as if that was the fattest size on earth. Yeah, no, it's it's a real gross movie. <laughs> well, I guess we'll be talking about that next week when I make you guys watch Bridget Jones' Diary. <laughs> uh, so, Mikey, do you have any a, a review for us to read? Oh, I appreciate everyone's reviews coming in. Oh, please review the film, movie as well. Podcast as also well. What? He was trying to say, please review the podcast I as smell well. Toast. I smell but toast. But he had a stroke, I think. <laughs> oh, so geez. I smell toast. 
Uh, I think I've hit a wall, so I'm going to go with uh, Marcia Mello 92. Well, what does Marcia Mello 92 have to say? Title of review, hits all the right spots. Oh, that is possibly a perfect title for a review of this <laughs> podcast. So what does Marcia Mello 92 have to say? Whenever I'm feeling down, this trio, this trio of romance lovers can bring a smile to my face. Heart emoji, five stars. Would we call us romance lovers? I would in my real life. Hello. I've always thought of this podcast as the opposite of Horror Virgin, but for Paige, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Paige hates rom-coms, and so we <laughs> Not force a huge fan. her to watch them every week. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out. But Marcia Mello 92 thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And then I'll drop my plugs and page will say so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts black card rehab and cult podcast so guys definitely check out those because they're amazing if you want to follow us on social we are at romancing the pod show yes on yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter. Who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's it. it's just romancing pod show because they have a character oh. limit, and it's show s h o like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. Except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys, and Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. I want to get between your 38th parallel. <laughs> That's where my bra strap is. Cameron Diaz is in this movie Miss Impossible to Get Rid Of. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! <laughs>